Well, hello everyone and welcome to Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thank you for being here. I appreciate that. It's a mixed bag today. The chat is completely connected and yet it isn't. <laughs> um, thanks for lending me your ears. Uh, I do appreciate you very much. We took a quick trip to Manhattan to New York City. We love New York. We love upstate New York. If you've never been, Finger Lakes, the wine region of upstate New York, completely different than Manhattan, the boroughs, the island of Manhattan. We've been there many times, so we know exactly what we want to do. We always appreciate suggestions and people very knowledgeable uh, about the, the city, including um, a dear friend who lived there, worked on Broadway for decades. And I listen when she speaks because number one, I respect her so very much. And she she has good suggestions. They just sort of never fail. Um, what we don't do though, and we don't really do this in travel in general, particularly if we've been to places many times and we've been to New York City countless times. And I think it is important when you travel to to do to take in the tourist traps as it were to to do what places are perhaps known for really well known for Miami is an example of that there are places in Miami that are are famous or infamous whichever you want to look at but all around the world that's the case so you should you should do that but I recommend also stepping out of that, particularly if you go somewhere many, many times. And every time we go to New York, people will ask what shows we're going to see. Well, we've done that so much, and there really isn't anything at the moment we want to see for this particular trip. We, we wanted to go and have dinner, and we wanted to go to Central Park. We know the city well, and so we know exactly what we want to do and where we want to do it. The stores are beginning to have their decorations up. The tree was not up yet at Rockefeller Center. We stayed very near there, very near. <laughs> um, New York City is what you make it. Um, I get very annoyed with people who go one time, don't really know what they're doing, um, and are very judgy about it and they don't take good advice from people and then they complain about it. New York's a big city. It's an old city. It's like going to, to cities in Europe. Kind of. <laughs> Not that old. But it is what you make it. Life is what you make it every single day. <laughs> You're vertical. It's all good from there on. <laughs> but but it is true about about New York City, about Manhattan. It's magical, and let me just tell you my opinion, my experience with going to New York. Uh, oh, it's so rude. It's Well, let me tell you what. Ruder people I will encounter right here in the Palm Beaches than in New York City. The people that you encounter in New York City that are rude, they're not local New Yorkers. They're not native. They're visitors who want to be, who want to act like they have it. They have it going on. Because the real New Yorkers, when you peel back the layers, uh, same thing in, in, in Paris. Get into the local restaurants, the local places, and away from 
where you will run into other people that are not even from there who are rude because they think they need to be. And that's the case in New York City. And we've been there many times and that is my complete and other experience. True blue New Yorkers are fantastically helpful and funny and engaging. And if you engage with them and not come on as the, um, I don't wanna be judgy, but let me just say, if you will meet them halfway, they are so great and enjoyable. Um, yeah, maybe they're blunt about things they're going to say, <laughs> but they're so, they're the coolest people. They can be, it's all up to you, but so is everything. Everything is about how you approach it. Um, I, I, I just, I, I think post COVID, um, people travel differently and they have different expectations. They're out there, they're spending their money, they're, they, they have kept the money and we've traveled a lot this year and it's all of the venues are very crowded. The planes, trains, automobiles, the, the ships, everything, people are traveling because they saved all that money. That will, that will ease off, it definitely will. Uh, like to keep our finger on travel though and one thing story caught my eye last week was how you know how you cannot change your uh, with most airlines you cannot change your your plane ticket to someone else that may be breaking apart a little bit with the major airlines now the smaller airlines it's a whole other change your ticket resell it mm, that's a whole other can of worms but the major airlines may be doing something that is very money money grabby, I think. They, they may let you resell your ticket, at, perhaps at a higher cost, kind of like scalping concert tickets. Um, but you have to share the money with them. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a greedy world. It's a really greedy world. We ran into someone on this trip uh, who was actually from Wisconsin and he was gleefully telling us about his friends who bought tickets seven family members went online and bought concert tickets to Taylor Swift and this tour that she's on right now and they only needed four tickets but they ended up with seven or eight whatever and they resold the ones they didn't use for so many thousands of dollars it not only covered the tickets they bought for a f just a few hundred, like a couple hundred. These were not primo tickets. I mean, these were like in the low hundreds uh, of, of what they, which is still outrageous, stupidly outrageous. But they paid for their flights and their hotels and everything and still came out ahead. That's where we are, people. <laughs> that is where we are. Um, there is the coolest app when you are on different trains and cars and stuff. It tells you how many miles per hour you're going. And it's pretty amazing and and pretty accurate. It's like, you know, if you're sitting there in the car with someone and you, you're going down where we are, I-95, which is a death trap, and you're in the back seat, you can check and see how fast they're going <laughs> in your Uber or your Lyft or your friend or whatever. 
Okay, that's pretty cool. I like that. <clears throat> Gary has it uh, and uses it. So apps are really cool. There's everything in the app department. You can get one called Calm, C-A-L-M, and, and it calms it calms you, supposedly. And, and I tried it to see how it worked, um, to see if it uh, would help me sleep because I have insomnia. And it didn't. <laughs> it didn't at all. Gary has an app that that uh, is like white noise that he turns on at night, and it helps him sleep. It's a it's a white noise thing. My Calm app did not help me sleep at all, but it is kind of cool because it's like nature sounds and rain and all sorts of whatever is going to help you. With anxiety, it's not just to help you sleep. It's for any kind of stress, anxiety, depression, whatever situation you have. It's called Calm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I bought it and then I deleted it. Uh, but I think we're taking these apps too far. Uh, I have some apps I use all the time. I have apps I never use. End up deleting them. When our granddaughter was small, I would get apps for her to use on my phone. All those are deleted. Uh, but there is one app that my eyebrow just shot to the top of my hairline because I think it's creepy and invasive. And how far do we go with apps? It's Mental, M-I-N-T-A-L, Mental app. And it's about $60 a year. And it's a sleep tracker. Do we not have enough stress? I don't know what I don't. I don't want to know what I'm doing. Uh, I really don't when I'm sleeping. This thing tracks everything while you're sleeping. Everything. If you're snoring, um, I won't go into too many details about what all it does track. But if you're interested, it's M I N T A L. And it is a sleep tracker. Now, when I when I started investigating this, I realized there are many that will track what you what you're doing when you're sleeping. Why would you want that kind of stress? It's like you you're gonna. Here's how it would work for me. All right, I'm already an insomniac. It's like, okay, I'm not going to sleep right now because I don't know what I will, you know, will I snore? Gary says I don't, that I don't snore. And that, and I will tell you this much, I don't move around a lot when I'm sleeping because, and I don't like a messy bed, so I like pull the cover up very neatly around me. I use a, a, a what I call a throne. It's a bed rest. It's thing with arms because I, and then two pillows, because I like to be slightly elevated when I'm sleeping or when I try to finally get to sleep. But he says I'm really still and I don't, um, uh, I don't snore or anything like that. What I did do when we were in New York in the hotel, uh, I did answer a question to him that he didn't even ask. I, you know how you're in this twilight, you're going to sleep <laughs> and you're, you think someone said something and I didn't, and I answered him. And then I, it, I knew I said it and I woke up and fully awake and said, did you, did you ask? And he's like, no, but we were both laughing. We laughed so hard we couldn't stop it. Which brings me to another point about 
being, you know, wanting to know your every, everything you do, sleeping, waking, whatever, is about travel and knowing how to travel successfully with someone. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am for my travel partner. Uh, and, and I have a couple of other travel partners that are really good. And one of them, uh, long time, she's a, an incredible writer, an incredible traveler, world traveler, really. Um, and she is the coolest because everyone does what they want to do. There is no stress involved. Uh, you, no anxiety about um, is someone upset? Are they mad? You know, walking on eggshells is not something I do well. If I have to do that, I won't actually. <laughs> and she is easy peasy. And she said it the other day. It's like no matter what we're doing, if we're if we're staying in a cardboard box and when we travel, we're good. We're making it work. And and that's Gary. He is like the unbelievable travel companion. But. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what I'm doing when I'm sleeping. How creepy is that? <laughs> and that is invasive and, and really not good. I do want to tell you something, though, about, about New York right now, post-COVID. Um, we've been back. This is not our first, our, our first time back since, since COVID. And, but... It is our first time back to to um, see the re, to to see the flagship Tiffany uh, remodel. They, because the last time we were there, it was still under construction with the remodel. And if you're familiar at all with the way Tiffany had been for decades, um, it became really well known and infamous, really and famous, I guess, really, in the movie uh, Breakfast. At Tiffany with Audrey Hepburn and George Pappard and the interior they let them shoot the scene of them into it really in the showroom and it was iconic it had this marvelous wood and so the first time I was in that flagship store I was 21 years old and it it, it through the years it stayed that way now the thing about Tiffany it's not just that showroom. There's so much to it. You get on the elevator and there's floors above it with all sorts of everything in the world at Tiffany. But they've modernized. They gutted it and modern, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It is. It's stunningly bright white and they ruined it for me. They took out the charm and the, the history of that great store. Um, beautiful, yes. Gorgeous, yes. Ruined for me, yes. I was, I was disappointed. I was very disappointed. I would like some things to keep the 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 history and the beauty of it, so that not everything looks alike. That's how I feel about decorating. I'm gonna decorate the way I want to. Uh, I am not going to keep the same flower arrangement that gathers dust forever. Like, you know, uh, my dad, after we lost my mother, we didn't change a thing. And my mother constantly changed things, but not my dad. So it's just good enough, and it will, and it did. And everything stayed, you know, pretty close to the way it was. Uh, when we, uh, After we lost my mother, the way that it was that she had it. Now, he could have had many reasons for that. 
so I'm about change. Yes, definitely. Believe me, I'm about change. I am. But point being, I'm going to decorate the way I want to. I don't care about trends necessarily. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I hate they changed Tiffany. So stuck in my way about Tiffany. Yes. In New York, there's a restaurant not too far from Central Park. We'd like to go to Central Park. We have our way of seeing New York. And we know exactly where we want to go, what we want to do, and how we want to do it. And within reason, we change and we try new restaurants and stuff. We were going to Nobu. for the. We'd been to Nobu before. We'd been to Nobu in Miami. We've been to Nobu on a cruise ship. Uh, and we've already been to the one uh, in New York, of course. But we couldn't get in. And so it worked out great because there was a, a little restaurant near Central Park on, I believe it's on 6th, because uh, 5th Avenue, you, if you've never been to New York, 5th Avenue near Central Park, near Tiffany is on it, Bergdorf Goodman. You got to go. You got to go. There's no street in the world. Okay, there, Paris. All right. But 5th Avenue, Park Avenue, there are certain iconic streets. You just go. Just see it. But near Central Park is this uh, restaurant called Rue 57. We've been there many times in all kinds of weather because we've been, I think, to New York in every month of the year. And when it's warm, you sit out and they, and they don't rush you. They don't hurry you. It's like being in Paris. And you have cocktails or champagne or whatever, iced tea, doesn't matter, and whatever food. And we did that. We had marvelous food. Oh my God, it was fantastic. And I've Oreo, get ready for this, beignets, if you know what a beignet is. If you don't, look it up. Um, but it said Oreo. And they were, they were they're actually pretty small. Beignets are usually bigger. But they're small and they came on this lovely tray. I'll be posting photos of that if you are my friend on social media. You will see how beautiful they are. But why I bring up Route 57, it's not really about their fabulous, and it is, food. We have had French 75s in many places and actually many countries. The first one I ever had uh, would have been in 2019, uh, 18, 2018 in Miami. And it was my birthday. Long story, someone introduced me to, or us, to French 75s. And that was it. That's all it took. So we've had them. We make them. And when I say we, I mean Gary. And, but the best one I've ever had, we had at Rue 57. Now the recipe is very simple for a French 75. So I can't figure out what they did. And I can't find the recipe online from their restaurant. So if you can, please send it to me, Rue 57, New York City. Manhattan, um, I think it must be the kind of gin they use. So I may have to call the restaurant, and I will do that. <laughs> Gary certainly will, uh, if need be. Hey, what kind of gin? Because it's a gin drink. Uh, did you use? Is that the secret? Because it was indescribably delicious. It really was. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, Please visit our YouTube channel, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. We appreciate that. Gary writes for All Things Cruise in Splash Magazine Worldwide, as well as NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Lots of stuff about what we're doing on NorthPalmBeachLife. 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com, including these podcasts always rest there, as well as 20 other platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, the majors, the minors, 20 of them. So thank you for your support in listening and letting me hear from you. I see you on the map. We look at you. We know you're out there. And we really appreciate it. Check out our videos on YouTube. Gary puts stuff out there. Use our search bar on NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Just type in a subject, see if it's there. Who knows? If we've met you, you may be there. (laughs) Because we do tend to talk about people we meet in a very positive way. And speaking of that, I want to leave you with this. And I hesitate because this is a name that's hard to say properly, and I've listened to how to say it properly. So excuse me if I'm not saying it exactly right. Lao Tzu said, he's a Chinese philosopher, it looks like Lao Tzu, but that's not exactly the way you say it. It's Lao Tzu. If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. And I think those are words to live by. And on a fun note, I will leave you with this. Because this is also in my heart of philosophical ways to live. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you will dance. Thank you so much. I'm Pam Barker, Gigi in the 561. Stay with me.